0: This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by 94.9 The Urge, featuring shock jock Willie the Kid. I'm Willie the Kid and there's n- n- nothing you can do about it. W-Who? W-U-R-G. 94.9 The Urge. Haddonfield's home for rock. Pod Cemetery is also made possible by the generous support of listeners like you over at patreon.com/slash Pod Cemetery. Hello, my name is Chris.
1: My name is Kelsey.
0: And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. And it's a Halloween week on Pod Cemetery with 1995's Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, and 2002's Halloween Ends. Let's get started right away with our... Classic film, 1995's Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. This is where we were projecting things go really sour for the franchise. Because you know what? We'll say it. We liked the Jamie Lloyd movies.
1: We really did.
0: Enough. I mean, a lot better than most of the public does. Yes. And so we were dreading this movie. Written by Daniel Farren's and directed by Joe Chappelle. With characters, of course, created by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Starring Donald Pleasence, Paul, Stephen Rudd, Marianne Hagen, and Mitchell Ryan. Chappelle directed Phantoms Like a Motherfucker. Word, bitch. Phantoms Like a Motherfucker. What's up now? The Skulls too. 2. 2? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and then he did a lot of stuff on TV, actually, where he's been fairly successful. Uh, six episodes of The Wire. 16 episodes of Fringe. Nice. Donald Pleasance died shortly after filming, which is going to cause a complication for a key feature of this movie, which is that they screened it for a bunch of teenage kids and they hated it. (laughs) And, And this is when... So it's been like six years or something like that since five. Like literally, in reality, between the filming of the movies, it was six years. And in that time, Miramax bought the franchise so they own the rights to the franchise at this point they're making their first movie it would be another year before scream comes out i think something like that and when it did not screen well they wanted to go back and do reshoots and so that's why there are two different versions there's a theatrical cut which is terrible and the producer's cut which is Terrible, but not Mm. quite as terrible. Mm -hmm. The producer's cut was the original screened cut. The theatrical cut is the one that they went back and they did a whole bunch of reshoots and changed like the last half hour of the film or so. And
1: I see why, but it didn't make it any better. Oh, it
0: made it worse, I would say. Yeah. But the other problem is that Donald Pleasance died between the filming of the movie and the reshoots. So they didn't even have him. Anything new they wanted to do with him... Uh, They had to do, like, off-screen and intercut audio that they already had of him. They needed to splice together new scenes of conversations he had with people using the footage they had from the old scenes. Mitchell Ryan, one of those people that they did those reshoots with in a Loomis scene, he died this year, I think. Like, really, really recently. He's the boss from Liar Liar. I cannot see him in anything but. Right. Keep your eye on that boy. (laughs) Dickhead! (laughs) and I guess the writer Ferens was told about like what they had planned from number five going into number six. The answer was absolutely Jack all, you know, the man in black who's throughout number five and then he blows up (laughs) a jail cell in order to get Michael Myers out of there. Yeah. We don't know who he is. We never had a plan for him. Uh, And so he's like, I guess I'll have to come up with an answer because that's what the producers wanted. So, with that in mind, Kelsey, what is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, about?
1: We're not quite sure what's happened in the interim, but it looks like Jamie Lloyd and Michael Myers were taken in by the cultists that created him, and is evil, and forced them to procreate, and she is having a baby. And Michael feels the need to kill the baby?
0: It's a whole thing.
1: Like, I couldn't really tell what...
0: We'll get into how it does not make any sense. Yeah.
1: I couldn't really tell what his point was. But there's a baby now, and that baby needs to be protected from the cultists. Maybe they were going to turn the baby into Michael?
0: We'll get into it.
1: And of course, of course, Jamie Lloyd would bring the baby back to Haddonfield, because why wouldn't you? So that brings Michael back to Haddonfield. And, of course, the Strodes, who took in Lori after her parents moved away. Right. In the same town. Uh, Lori's family, of course, she has an aunt and uncle who moved into the Myers' home because the Strodes... Father, You're getting who, way too deep. but it was in the first one. Yes, uh-huh. Her he father was, a was trying to sell the house; uh-huh. uh, couldn't sell it. So now the Strodes that live there, and so they are tied into the story. Now, yeah,
0: now they are part of Michael's family because,
1: as Paul Rudd will explain, anyone who lives in the Myers house Kelsey. is part of Michael's family.
0: Kelsey, who is Paul Rudd in this movie?
1: Paul Rudd is Tommy from the original from the film. original film. He grew up to look very different, but that's okay.
0: The movie is available via subscription to AMC Plus and DirecTV. You can rent it for $4 or buy it for $10 to $17, depending on the version. We watched the producer's cut. If you're going to watch this, we recommend you watch the producer's cut. That's what we've been told. Well, and we've seen the original and we've seen this one.
1: I don't remember the original. it has been a long time. It's been a very long time because this movie's awful.
0: So should people watch it, Kelsey? No. No.
1: No, not even if you're a fan of the Halloween series, like literally go from one to five. Now, spoiler alert, we're going to watch the other ones real soon. So we're going to find out just how bad H2O and... Resurrection. Resurrection are real soon. But I can't speak to those because I don't remember them. Because when we watched the whole Halloween series the first time round. I was really enjoying myself until this one. Yeah. And this one just like, I had no more love for the property. So that's how bad this movie is. You want to
0: know how bad this movie is? Kelsey had no interest in seeing H2O starring Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Late 90s Josh Hartnett.
1: Well, from what I remember, he's like barely in it.
0: No, he is. Is he? Yeah. Uh Oh. but anyway, we'll get to that when we watch that movie. This movie, just don't watch it. Just don't bother. Um there's literally no movie after this that considers it canon. It is the end of its own thread. Uh and so there's really no reason to watch it if it itself is not any good. That
1: kid will never be brought up again, no, right? No, never. Like the cult will never be brought there up. There
0: are again. several different like through plot lines of like putting the franchise together that you can uh list out. One of them is, like, just the original, the original and the second one. Uh, the original, the second one, the fourth one, the fifth one, and the sixth one, and then it ends. When you throw in H2O, it goes the original, the second one, H2O, and Resurrection, and then remakes and remakes, um, reboots, So, which only count the first one. So there is literally the only... Series that includes this within its number is
1: one, two, four, five, six.
0: Yes, that's it. And this is the last one in it. So there's really no reason to watch it unless you're like a completionist, in which case you're going to do it whether we say to or not. So we're going to recommend that you don't. Mm-hmm. You can take our advice or leave it. When we get back, we will talk about 1995's Halloween Six The Curse of Michael Myers. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth
1: is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted. By a night when evil roamed the streets. And a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Halloween 6, the origin of Michael Myers.
0: All right, Kelsey, what do we want to talk about, about Halloween 6?
1: Well, let's... Let's just put it out on the table. What is the storyline? Okay. What? So, Michael was made... I'm going to say what I understand about it. Again,
0: we watched the producer's cut. And it's a little bit more explicit in the producer's cut what's going on.
1: I'm going to say what I understand about it based on my memory, because I'd have to go through my entire notes to get every single piece. So, based on memory, this is what I got. Michael comes from a cult. Basically, they pick a child from their village... As a sacrifice to Mm. the god of Samhain, I guess. Samhain. Samhain. And they say, okay, look, you can have this child, and you can make it this evil, murderous, all the pain and terror that could, could be given to everyone, put it all onto this person, and the rest of us will be fine. As far as I understand. Yeah. Then.
0: But what, yeah, what does that child do?
1: Once that person's life is over, that, they can... Send that into the next child as a sacrifice. They kind of have
0: to. Otherwise, like the deal's over. So I guess
1: Michael's baby is going to be that child?
0: Here's the problem. It's a huge, huge problem.
1: Why did they pick Michael in the fucking first place?
0: No. I mean, they picked somebody in the town. Some kid in the town. It doesn't matter. He was the one that was hearing the voice of the man in black.
1: Oh, Yeah. Out of nowhere, this movie is going to decide that on the night that he turned evil, Michael Myers, he heard a voice. Uh-huh. And magically, there was a babysitter there, which just doesn't make any damn sense because the whole point of this is that he killed his babysitter, his sister.
0: Right. What do you mean there was magically a babysitter? I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Mrs. Blankenship is going to say she was there that oh, night.
0: Oh, she was, she was there that night? She says
1: that. She says she was his babysitter that night. And I was oh, like, Oh, I don't know about fuck? that night. At
0: least she was in the past, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it, I would say she was there that night, but maybe it does. I don't know.
1: I was babysitting with him that night. Little Mikey Myers that lived across the
0: street. And that's when the voice came. The night he murdered his sister. Here's what happens. So he is then evil and compelled to kill everyone in his family. That's why he is magically compelled to kill everyone in his family. However, we also learn in this movie that if you just fucking live in that house, he thinks you're his family. And because Michael's an idiot and he thinks you're his family, he's magically compelled to kill them, too. I thought his compulsion to kill was magic based. But, but now it's just based on what he thinks.
1: Well, but here's the thing, Chris. I mean, that can't be totally true anyway, because he kills a whole lot of people. That he does. Not
0: You're absolutely family. right. So it doesn't make any sense. But the point is, once he's killed everyone in his family, there's no one left to kill. They're supposed to pass the curse on to somebody else. They intentionally have him impregnate his niece. Lori's daughter, Jamie Lloyd. In order to produce an offspring. So what? So he could kill it and he has more people to kill? It's a baby and that that would get you, according to the ritual, the baby would be killed as part of the ritual. I didn't
1: know if he was supposed to kill it or if his spirit was supposed to go into it. Yeah,
0: or the curse gets passed on to the baby. But if that's the case, Jamie dies. Literally the only other person in that baby's family is Michael. There's no one for him to kill either. Who the fuck is he supposed to kill? if he's supposed to inherit this curse and the curse compels him to kill people he's related to. And once he's done, you got to pass it on to somebody else.
1: And for some reason, this also requires like a protector of that child. And, like, that's also passed on to people?
0: Well, that was the man in black, yes. who we find out is the other doctor that Loomis was talking to when he left the hospital at the beginning of the first movie. And he's talking to that dude with the mustache. And they're like, man, apparently he drove away. Where did he learn how to drive? Sam Haddonfield is 150 miles away from here. Now, now for God's sakes, he can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. Maybe someone around here gave him lessons. And apparently he... Win, Dr. Win, says he's the one who taught him how to drive. Um, I don't know which version it's in, whether it's in the theatrical or the producers, but it's during that conversation I was nodding off at this point. there There's a whole point in my notes where I'm just like, this is about where I started falling asleep. <laughs> so anything over these next 15 minutes or so, I just don't. But anyway, there's also another kid, Danny, Danny Strode. So, Lori's adopted family's, so her adopted dad's brother's family lives in the old Myers house, like Kelsey was saying. There's the mom and the dad who are named Deborah and, uh, John.
1: For John Carpenter and, and Deborah Hill. Hill.
0: Yes. It's a terrible relationship. John is an asshole. He's a and
1: terrible human being.
0: Potentially molested and raped his daughter- and then produced her child that's and then refused heavily to implied that his. yeah and then calls the child a bastard and disowns his daughter although the fact he has a very sexy picture of his daughter by herself on in a picture frame in his office and is like still affectionate to like it's very weird and creepy and that's the person that they named after John Carpenter yeah it sucks which is weird so anyway her child john's daughter's child Is now hearing the voice. And so, which is it? Is he going to be the new Michael? Or is Jamie's baby going to be the new Michael? Yeah. Who's going to inherit the curse and who needs to be killed? Why did there need to be a baby? Right. Why was, what was the point of the baby? Questions.
1: But also, like I was saying, there's a protector of this child. As we said, the black, the man in black.
0: man in black, yeah. Dr. Wynn.
1: Who seems all for it. And you'd think, if he's gonna pass it on to someone, because it seems like he can choose, you'd think he'd pick somebody who would be all for it, and would be excited no he to. picks loomis yeah instead he picks loomis who has no desire to do this like it
0: ties back into the beginning of the movie when win is retiring and says he wants loomis to take over for him loomis who is older than him has suffered a stroke and has been happily retired for several years Makes no sense. why but whatever it ends up that he does take over for him when win retires and when does he die does Wynn die? I think that's
1: the implication.
0: He wakes up and he's like, now you have the curse. And then Loomis is like, oh, shit, I got the curse. And that's the end of the and movie. And that's the end of the movie. We don't see wind die. So, like, what? 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 Oh, we also find out that the kills need to happen. The reason he keeps disappearing and coming back, he feels compelled to kill only when the Thorn Constellation, this is what. Tommy figures out.
1: Yeah, Tommy does all this research, and I'm not sure where he gets all this information. There's a thorn
0: constellation that appears in the sky occasionally. I guess it's not predictable like all the other constellations, but whatever. Uh, But only when it appears in the sky on Halloween, which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So that's why he only kills certain years on Halloween. Should
1: we explain why this movie is so disjointed? Go ahead. Apparently this movie was being written as it was being made. There
0: were a lot of producer demands. Um, A lot of people left the franchise. A lot of new people came on. Uh, They did not like the original script. They changed a lot of stuff from the original script. They were rewriting it on the set. With the director and one of the producers and not the writer. And then they did all those reshoots. It is a fucking clusterfuck of a movie. It is So it's no
1: wonder it's garbage. Right. And I don't think it's the fault of any of the actors. I think the actors do a fine job. Mm. I don't think it's the fault of the director. I don't think it's the fault of the cinematographer. I think it's purely... Writing, um, this Yeah, story what they is were doing just, with the
0: plot, which is why I can't imagine watching the theatrical version, yeah. which has a more incoherent plot.
1: This plot is incomprehensible, it just doesn't make any damn sense.
0: So the whole movie revolves around <sighs> Lori's adopted cousin, Kara, who for some reason is now the main character in this movie, despite the fact that literally nothing happens to her son. Like that, well, they're right, trying that,
1: to turn him into... But that
0: plot line is never resolved. It goes but nowhere. But
1: I, it's a connection to the new movie. Trying to create a new Michael. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's fair enough.
1: So, let's but, talk about that. But, I mean, they that. didn't know that. <laughs> so, let's talk about that. So, her son... Yeah, the question is, are they trying to turn her son into the new Michael? And if they are... How are they gonna like transfer Michael's soul into his? Because it doesn't seem like they have to do that. It seems like they just have to compel him and Michael's chill, and then he does right.
0: Michael's chill. He just stands there while they do all these ceremonies and stuff. Will he die when his when that curse is transferred? Will he stay alive and be able to live a normal life? And that's why he's like, yeah, let's do this. What is it like? What's his motivation in all of this? That's the only. It it's fucking four movies before this point where Michael Myers is a mindless killer, practically mindless killer, right? He'll kill almost anyone. And then in this movie, he's just hanging around a bunch of cultists, and they have to explain it away within the confines of this movie by saying, no, we're like his keepers, and he's known us the entire time. Every time he's gotten in trouble, we were the ones that saved him. Despite the fact that there was that one time with the old man and he nursed him back to health, and like, where were you guys then?
1: (laughs) what old guy
0: in four so at the end of four he falls down that well you know like all the cops like shoot him up and the thing collapses on him and then he falls into a well and there's and he comes out of a sewer and then an just old like man and a new one and, yes. and an old man it's uh-huh.
1: like the homeless man old
0: man like I think it's an old man. Either way, he's like homeless. He lives in a shack or whatever. And he sort of nurses him back to health. And then when that's the beginning of five. And then when he wakes up, he kills that man.
1: Oh. That happens in. Uh, yeah.
0: It happens that's at the beginning similar. of five. That's how they explain what happened at the end of four and he still survives.
1: Very, very similar to what they uh-huh. did in uh, Halloween Ends.
0: And in this one, at the end of five, he is arrested and we see the man in black show up which is like i thought was going to be like this shady cowboy type character you know like a a man in the shadows kind of rough and tumble and it's no it's just some old doctor <laughs> walking around in a fucking duster with clinky black boots and a, and a cowboy hat. Like what is happening? And they try to turn it more into like a noir sort of like detective London fog style coat and, uh, and uh, like like a trilby or something. I'm not sure which, but they try to tone it down a little bit away from like
1: cowboy in
0: black, you know? Uh Yeah. And it's dumb. But anyway, he blows up, a prison cell, and Michael and Jamie are gone, and it is presumed that Jamie is kidnapped by the 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 people. Then, how old would you say Jamie is at the end of six?
1: I think she's supposed to be like eight. She's supposed to only be like fourteen
0: in this one, right? Movie.
1: But she's twenty one. The actress yeah. is
0: like twenty one, and they impregnate her, and she's been in their possession the entire time. So it's not like she got out. She had a relationship, she got pregnant, and then they kidnapped her. They've had her this entire time. So even if you accept the fact that it's not Michael's, the theatrical cut kind of tones that down a little bit, they still get her pregnant. Anyway, she survives in the producer's cut only for Dr. Wynn to shoot her in the head with a silenced pistol in the hospital. But whatever, at least she has more of a role. We get to see more. But it's still, it's we get to see more of a plot that doesn't fucking make sense. It's so interesting that just the other day I was telling you about Thorn, how it was a letter.
1: I thought it like, was because we were talking about this movie.
0: I don't know, I and mean, then we were watching like, um, uh, like Seth Meyers' Corrections or something like that, and then he was talking about it. How ye old whatever is actually the old. And I was explaining that to you like that day. I was mansplaining it to you that day. And then we we saw it come on (laughs) YouTube or whatever. And now there's all of this. But yeah, Thorn is just a letter of the alphabet. But no, in this case, it's a rune that has special power. Evil runes. Ancient runes. That, That means there are also good runes that can counteract the bad runes. I think Michael is under the influence of an evil rune.
1: Thorn. I saw the symbol marked up where we found Jamie stabbed.
0: When there are runes of light, protection. If Thor could somehow be trapped by these runes, the energies could cancel themselves out. The evil could be destroyed. It worked. The power of the runes stopped him. It
1: worked. The power of the runes stopped him. This is Who what we're talking mean?
0: about. That is at the end of the producer's cut mm-hmm. when he's chasing after them. They're trying to escape the hospital. And Tommy, who has dressed up like a cultist and is wearing the cultist robes, lays out all these runes in like a circle or whatever. Yeah. And then Michael grabs him. And then we just see Tommy leave. And, he's, and they're like, what happened? And he's like, the power of the runes stopped him. We just have to take his word for it. And then Dr. Wynn comes by and sees Michael just fucking standing there in this circle of runes. (laughs) And when you say runes, it's just like little rocks. The way that the director, Chappelle, he complained about this in the original producer's cut. He calls them magic acorns. (laughs) This is basically what they are. They're like these little magic acorns that have these runes carved onto them. And they do nothing. They just sit on the floor. Tommy... Cuts his hand and drags blood across the floor. And then we just have to take his word that they worked. There's no visual indication. And so Chappelle is like, they could have given us at least a special effect. A ring of light or something. (laughs) But no, the power of the runes stopped him. You gotta love that line. (laughs) He's like, it just doesn't work. And he's right. It doesn't work. It's the worst part of the producer's cut. Yeah. Yes. so then Wynne finds Michael and then... Loomis finds Michael lying on the floor. He takes off his mask. Turns out it's Wynne. And Wynn's like, you've got it now, bitch! And then Loomis sees the mark of Thorn appear on his wrist like it was on Wynn's, because he's now cursed to be the protector. And he's like, no! You know that famous pleasant scream?
1: No! Yes. Poor
0: Dr. Loomis. Ah! And that's how the fucking movie ends. Yeah. So even. It's really bad. Yeah. It's like. <sighs>
1: but. Okay. There's also like this weird side plot about like a fucking radio DJ. And it's just. um, It's just filler. But yeah. it's the weirdest filler. It is
0: weird filler.
1: He is really uncomfortable and makes. I get it. He's supposed to be like a shock jock. But, like, it's really uncomfortable Stern, and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it is very weird. And uh, we haven't even mentioned this entire time a character. Actually, a couple different characters. Kara's brother, Tim.
1: The younger brother? Yes. He, with the first scene that you have him in, he does, like, all the, the slaying of that, that, yeah, that year uh-huh. in one monologue.
0: Yo, G, what's up? Barry's my homeboy from Chicago. Yes, that Barry Sims. Beth and I are down on this gig. Danny, look, you just bring the posse tonight, and we'll hook you up. Peace. He's on the phone with somebody. He's explaining how they used to know the DJ or something. So they're wearing shirts. Him and Kara's son, Danny, are wearing shirts that say something like Barry kicks ass or something like that. And then they go to this show where... On, live on air because he's interviewing them Tim's girlfriend tells him that he's living in the Myers house and he did not know that mm-hmm. and then Barry's like well let's go over there and record and you're like ooh ooh it's it's ripe for content here You like, no they never make it he's gonna die he's gonna he die in the parking lot in the van of the in the hospital van for some reason which Michael was sought for some reason in.
1: Why was it there? When was the I, last time he was at the sanitarium?
0: But, well, you know, the doctor, the doctor, was. the doctor so runs the like
1: here, baby. Go take I my guess, car out for the night. Yeah.
0: uh huh, Have fun. Um, And yeah, because Barry got into the wrong van. Because his production van was also in that parking lot. He didn't know where it was. He got in the wrong van and he dies. I love this parking
1: lot, by the way. Like, all the way the cars are are put in there. It's like, nobody could possibly get out. They're all
0: in different directions and up against each other. And, yeah, like, nobody could ever leave this parking lot.
1: I also love the way that Paul Rudd finds the baby in the fucking, uh... Train station. Yes. There's just this trail of blood that no one has noticed
0: all day. You know, I'm fine with it. It's a train station that's open 24 hours a day, and they just haven't gone through their cleaning cycle yet. Don't she showed it. up in the middle of the night, and now it's first thing in the morning. And no
1: one else has seen it. And no one else has heard this baby crying its which, eyes yeah, the baby out has in has a not bathroom. Room.
0: This baby has not cried. It's crying
1: when, he, when Paul Rugg finds it.
0: That's fair, but it only starts then, and only when he gets to the bathroom. I see. No, I know. It's dumb. It's very, very dumb. But anyway, so they go. Tim and his girlfriend go to his house, and he's like, is this really the Myers house? I'm really scared. And she's like, don't be scared. Let's fuck. Isn't Barry, like, gonna show up? He said he would meet us here, and we don't know he's dead. No, we're just gonna go upstairs and fuck, and then Tim's gonna get in the shower. Like... Barry's he, he said he would be there in five minutes.
1: I also love that this is like, is this the first time that he's ever been like, here's a towel, now I'm going to kill you? Is this the first time he's done Did he hand normal? him the towel? He handed him the towel. <laughs> is this the first time Michael's done something like that?
0: I don't know. I also want to know how he got into the bathroom to kill him and hadn't killed the girlfriend yet.
1: I was surprised by that, too. I was like, I thought she would already be dead.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, he comes out, he sees that she's dead, and then he's killed. No, he's killed unceremoniously. Kara watches from across the street from Tommy's room as the girlfriend is then killed. And, yeah, it's... Oh, her mom and dad die. The dad dies getting impaled into, like, a um, breaker box, right? In a basement that's been flooded. He gets impaled with a large knife on there. And Michael, who is standing in the water and not wearing gloves, is not being electrocuted at all.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, I don't understand this electrocution scene.
0: But the curse grants him great protection. That's how he survives all this stuff. All right. Yeah. The mom is killed outside earlier in the day in the linens outside. So what happens is she's killed. Blood gets all over. One of their white sheets. Michael takes it down, puts it in the laundry, and starts the laundry. Now,
1: see that is something I can see Michael doing. Michael does like because he to does fuck. put sheets on. Yeah, he does in like to fuck one. with yeah, people, totally. but I've never seen him like.
0: Here's a towel. <laughs> get yourself dry, or I'll kill you. I mean, I think we've covered all the kills, right? Like, is that everyone that dies? Not that many people die in the producer's cut.
1: When the mom dies, did uh-huh. you get the the glasses moment? She's looking for her glasses. Oh,
0: God. Like, she's fucking Velma. Glasses
1: get stepped on. (laughs) I also love the way that Paul Rudd holds the baby, because he's never actually holding a baby. Yeah. It always looks like it's just this, like, box that he's got in his hands, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Why does no one, why do no actors find it important
0: to make what you're doing look real. Like there's really one point where me. Kara has the baby in her hands and she's running down the hallway, that baby's head is just going everywhere. Its neck would have snapped. It's <laughs> like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> We haven't talked about Paul Rudd's acting in this movie, Kelsey. I actually thought he was fine. I thought was he was compelling in so far as I, mean, I don't think he was compelling. I thought he was fine. No, I mean it was it was interesting because he's supposed to be fucked up. Which is, I mean, I'll give it to the the David Gordon Green trilogy. There's a lot of trauma in this franchise. There are a lot of traumas in a lot of slasher franchises. But he was as a kid, not even as a teenager like Laurie was, he as a kid had to live through this. And so yeah, it sort of fucks him up. But this version of Tommy is like real fucked up. He's really socially awkward. When they first introduce him, he like twitches him. and stuff. When they first introduce him, he's a fucking peeping tom. Yeah, he's taking pictures of her in her underwear. Like Jesus, aren't we supposed to like this guy?
1: Mm-hmm. But he's
0: really awkward. And but then
1: later they're like, oh, he's harmless. And yeah, it's just like, see, it's okay if guys yeah, take pictures of you. Who that cares? Perception,
0: please. And then when he finally sees Michael at the end, he's like, he like has a physical reaction to it. So like, I'm fine with that, but he's acting real weird. He's putting on this voice. Oh, God,
1: there's a family, relatives of the people who
0: adopted Laurie Strode's living in the Myers house. It's his first gig and it's a bold choice. Like you said,
1: he's (laughs) trying to look like he's been traumatized. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention the part. I liked this. Tommy runs into Danny and causes him to break his pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Uh I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) Because that happened to him in the first one. Mm -hmm. Except it was intentional. (laughs) I mean, this will be a common thing, too. In the reboot, not remake, 2018. Well, not even in 2018. It's not until Halloween kills that we get the girl. And Tommy. We get them both back. Tommy dies and kills. And then the girl, forget her name, comes back in. ends. She actually has a fairly, you know, supporting cast part in the new movie. She's the bartender. Oh, okay. In Kills, she's part of the group that all gets together as survivors. Now she's a she lives and now she's a bartender there. Yeah. And she's like friends with... Lori's daughter and Lori, like they have a relationship now. And yeah, anyway, that's the next movie.
1: I also want to point out that for no reason at all, Tommy has lit candles everywhere in his
0: bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be creepy.
1: When the father dies, Mm -hmm. is an interesting
0: line. He's like, God damn it, she actually left. Because she said she was gonna leave You didn't tell us about this with the Myers house Because your brother couldn't sell it Now we're living in it I'm taking the kids and I'm getting out of here And he's like whatever And then he comes home later that night And she's already gone Because she got killed immediately after that phone call
1: I just find it funny that like
0: He didn't think she'd do it And now he thinks she did Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) She actually did it Like he's almost like impressed (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good for her (laughs) <laughs> Hooray for spousal abuse.
1: It's so weird when they find, when when Tommy finds, like, the first dead body, there's a little girl and she's, like, singing. Mommy, it's raining. Mommy, it's, Mommy, red. it's, Mommy, it's
0: raining red. It's raining red. Mommy, it's raining. It's raining red. Mommy, it's raining. It's raining red. Mommy,
1: Warm. Warm. It's warm. Why is it warm? It's so weird. <laughs> it's such a bizarre little moment.
0: That's because Barry is strung up in Christmas lights in a tree in public <laughs> above this girl who's just dancing under the raining red and doesn't bother to look up. <laughs> Tommy sees her, looks up, and sees Barry up there. And then that's exactly the moment when Barry falls. <laughs> How did he get him up there? I mean, we've talked about this before. Like he There are, there are things, things that happen that are supposed to be cool.
1: For example, the mom is strung up just like the dude is in the first one and falls down hanging just like
0: right. the first one. I'm, f- I'm fine with all of that. I'm fine with him having like a laugh in his head. Like this would fuck with him. I'm okay with Michael being that way. <laughs> and not just mindless like kill thing in front. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's he's not a zombie. But in any case... I'm not fine with implied storytelling that doesn't make any sense. Implied storytelling fine. He stole his sister's tombstone, kept carried it around with him in the car, and then recreated a tombstone on the bed because he has this weird sort of psychosexual relationship with his sister because he killed her the night that he saw her having sex, like or whatever it is. Like that that implies a story which is compelling at least. This implies That Michael went out there in public to this fair, carrying a dead body, wrapped it in lights, plugged it in somewhere because the lights were on. (laughs) This guy was bleeding actively, (laughs) strung him up in a tree and left and nobody fucking noticed. Nobody said anything. Yes. No, that's
1: the writing of the. Song. I know it's
0: terrible. Yes, I'm okay with him lugging around a fucking tombstone. It's Halloween, and he's mostly indoors. This is him out in a public place carrying a dead body. Anyway,
1: they make another reference to the first one when the girl bangs on the door just like Laurie did, but in this instance, Paul they, uh, opens yeah, the door. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd's house,
0: and he actually opens the door. Yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd's uh landlady, the one you said was his uh babysitter.
1: Michael's who, babysitter, who
0: also met Danny this night because Kara and Danny came over because Tommy was going to be taking care of him, said that Danny was hearing the same voices. I don't think we explicitly said that. So she knows that he's hearing the same voices and tells his mom. We will later find out she is a part of the part cult. Part of the cult. Why the fuck is she telling his mom about him hearing the voices then? She's crazy. I don't <laughs> know. It's, it doesn't it's make a any bunch sense. of mess. It's a, it's a nonsense. It's a
1: big mess, but that's it. That's all okay.
0: it So, what do you think the movie has on Rotten Tomatoes, Kelsey?
1: I am going to guess it's real low. I'm going to guess it's like a 29.
0: It is a nine.
1: Nine. Ooh.
0: Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers trades the simple, brutal effectiveness of the original for convoluted mysticism with disastrously dull results. Mm -hmm. Has a Metacritic, an average rating of 10. So, I'm going to ask you in a second if you think this is overrated or underrated. But first, let's talk about how we've rated these movies in the past. We have covered nine movies in the past.
1: Okay.
0: Just you. You gave the original a 90, the sequel a 25. I know, we hated that one for some reason. Three, Season of the Witch, which you might not even want to consider, 50. Four, a 60. Five, which is Revenge, a 63. Then we get to six, which is the one we're talking about right now, The Curse of Michael Myers. There's H2O and Resurrection after that. Then there was the 2007 Rob Zombie remake. You gave a 25. And its sequel, which you gave a 30. You liked the second one a little bit more than the first one, but still not good. Then there was the reboot 2018, which only took into account the original 78 version. That you gave an 80. And then kills, you gave a 35. So in order, the original with 90. The 2018 reboot with an 80. Revenge with a 63. That's number five. Four with a 60. Season of the Witch with 50. Halloween Kills with 35. The Rob Zombie sequel with 30. The original sequel with 25 tied with the Rob Zombie first one, 25.
1: Yeah. This is not getting that high.
0: Of any of them? No. Okay. So... What are you going to give it?
1: I was going to give it a 13. (sighs) I'm going to give it a 13 because I feel it's not, like, incompetent. Like, I'm not watching just a god-awful, like, oh my god, make it stop movie, you know? Yeah. But it's not good. It's not any type of good.
0: So I'm thinking about Kills, which was a competently made movie. It's just a bad movie. That must be why I gave it a 25. This is not nearly as good a movie. But it's a movie I wouldn't mind having on in the background. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just like on at a party, Kills would be like, no, pick a different movie. (laughs) But Kills is more competently made. Like, I'm trying to think of why I would give it a lower rating, but I think I have to. I think this is like the worst one we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. The other ones are at least coherent. Mm-hmm. This is just not, it just does not make Horrible any sense. Mess. It swings and the bat slips out of its hands.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, I think I'll give it a 15. Okay. I think I'll give it a 15. It is really bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Bad news.
0: Unfortunately. So, oh, man, that's going to inform our next movie coming up here.
1: Surprised I gave kills as high one
0: as I did, though. Me too, man. Go back and listen to that episode and see if you can find out why. I fucking hated that movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. 2022's Halloween Ends is the next movie we're going to be talking about. The wrap-up to the David Gordon Green trilogy.
1: Which makes no sense because it's almost like... We didn't do two other movies before this.
0: Almost. Almost. <laughs> it's like, man, this is what a whole trilogy could have been <laughs> smashed into one movie at the very end. Yeah. It's like episode nine of Star Wars, where it's just like, let's just ignore the other movies and do and, our own And thing. Do, a, do a whole trilogy worth of lore well, that's related to absolutely nothing that came before it and reveal all sorts of new stuff. They we're like, fuck those movies and do our own thing. Yeah. Written by. Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, and Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. Directed by David Gordon Green, of course, based on characters created by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichak, James Jude Courtney as The Shape, Uh, Rowan Campbell, and Will Patton, amongst others. Kelsey, what is Halloween Ends about?
1: After everything that happened in the first two... Now the town's super on edge, and they they like have all this anger and pent up hatred. So apparently they have to put it on somebody and they find a real easy scapegoat. And uh, that scapegoat is gonna basically become Michael's protege four years later. And Lori unwittingly has her daughter her granddaughter hook up with him. Uh, And yeah, and then we see the chaos there.
0: The movie is available on Peacock or you can watch it in theaters, and that is it. Should people watch Halloween Ends?
1: I'm going to say if you liked Halloween, just Halloween, if you liked that, the sequel that they uh-huh. made, just
0: Halloween. 2018.
1: 2018. Yeah. Leave it, tw- that. Halloween Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Just end it there. If you saw Halloween 2018 and you were like, ah! And then you saw Halloween Kills, and you absolutely hated it. I would watch this because I think this might have been what you were probably looking for when you saw Twenty Eighteen in the first place. Right. Like I said, this movie is a standalone movie, just like Halloween Twenty Eighteen was a standalone. Like both of these could have been sequels to the first one, and they both would have been. Well, I thought Halloween Twenty Eighteen was better.
0: Sure, but yeah. pretty
1: much they could have each been Halloween Two. Right? Which is funny because we already have Halloween 2. But anyway, nobody needs to see Halloween Kills. That never needed to exist. We should just pretend like it's not a movie. Right. This, again, if you liked Halloween 2018, just leave it there. Just stop. Yeah. If you didn't really like it and you hated the the Halloween Kills, then you should see this. Because I think that this will be satisfying for you.
0: It is... (sighs) Just comparing the two, it is better than Kills.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm so surprised by the number of I know, that kills. that's
0: so remarkable. I don't know what we're going to do about that. Because, like, man, in my opinion, this movie is not good. Right. This is This is not a good movie. No, really? No.
1: You don't think it's a good standalone sequel? I do not. Sequel? Okay. I,
0: well, you know, uh, well, maybe, because... <sighs> Part of the reason that it annoys me so much is that it comes as the fucking 13th movie in the franchise and is like, and part of a trilogy, which makes a quadrilogy and right at the very end is trying to shove all this fucking shit into it. Yeah. And this whole thing where we bring in a whole new character that has never existed in the entire franchise and we're going to make the whole fucking movie about this guy. And then we're
1: gonna kill him pretty unceremoniously, by the way.
0: Yes. And, like, you don't even fucking like him. You have I no, felt bad for him. At the very Chris. beginning.
1: Maybe. Chris did not like him. No, I, I felt, hated this kid. I felt bad for him.
0: And, and, I can understand how you're like, oh, trauma comes in cycles and, like, it it gets inherited, it gets passed down, the traumatized can create new trauma and, All of that. I get all of that. They fucking covered that in 2018. Yes.
1: Yes. It's, it's, here's what I think happened. I think that the backlash, the fan backlash of Halloween Kills, they were like, shit, man, we got to restart. We got to, we got to do something else. Just like you said with Star Wars. Same thing. They were like, fuck, man. Everybody hated the last two movies. Huh?
0: I I'm one of those crazy Last Jedi lovers, I think it's one of the best movies in the entire franchise.
1: That doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, I really <laughs> liked, I really liked Force Awakens, just like I liked Halloween 2018. And then the second one happened and everyone was like, what the fuck?
0: Yes, that is very true.
1: Um, and, then, and they tried
0: to course correct.
1: And then they tried to course correct. And this third one is just, like I said, i I liked Halloween 2018 way better. I wish I had just stopped there and not seen these two. But I can see why if someone didn't like 2018, if it wasn't the route they wanted, if it wasn't, I I don't, if you went from that and you were like, I don't want to see Jamie Lee Curtis be this drunk, crazy grandmother, I didn't Mm -hmm. want that. Then watch this, yeah, because this is a happy-go-lucky oh, grandmother. Oh, that's the best
0: part about the movie. Wait, wait, but you get to see fucking Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, actually goddamned, smile. Right, but it makes no sense. Oh, it doesn't given make Given what sense. we've seen in the last exactly. two movies. It doesn't make any sense. Like anyway. She, it
1: just comes out of fucking nowhere. It's, all, it's like, just pretend like the last two movies didn't happen.
0: Let's talk about this. Let's go into more depth. So you can take our advice or leave it. When we get back, we will talk about 2022's Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a
1: trace. I was certain that I saw him watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death.
0: What are you gonna do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming.
1: But this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. He killed my daughter. But tonight, I will kill him. Come and get me. Maybe the only way he can die is if I die, too. It all ends now.
0: Kelsey, get us started. How do you want to talk about Halloween ends?
1: I am going through my notes and this is just another shit show. It really
0: really is. Yeah. Well, let's let's then let's cover it by topic. How about that? Does that sound good? Let's start with Corey. Lori and Corey.
1: Oh.
0: Ah. The whole movie starts out with him, and he is the entire focus of the movie. He's a character that has never existed in the franchise before this point. Four movies in, the last installment in this quadrilogy, we're going to introduce a hugely important new character that we've never mentioned before. Yes. Corey.
1: Yes. So, unlike Halloween 2018, where the babysitters are usually pretty damn cool, as they were in the first one, like... This one, it's a dude, and his charge thinks that he's lame for being a guy who babysits. And I don't really feel like pretending to be best friends with an ugly-ass boy babysitter. But that really doesn't happen until the kid feels challenged about being afraid of the film and being afraid of Michael Myers, which the kid's mom had told him prior that he was. And I don't feel like this kid's behavior is believable. No, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like yep. I said, like at first he seems fine with them. Then all of a sudden, kind of very quickly a switch is flicked and this kid kind of goes nuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays a trick on him. Okay, so this kind of happens in The Sixth Sense. But here's the difference in The Sixth Sense, the kids who do it to this kid have hated this kid since the day he was born. Right. Like they have every reason to To want to fuck with this kid. Whereas... Not good
0: reasons, but they have reasons.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Bullies. But, like, it makes sense. Whereas here, this kid seemed perfectly fine with him as his babysitter until he was, like, a total asshole out of nowhere and then traps him in... The room and there's first this pretends whole thing with like the he's knife.
0: like he's in trouble,
1: yeah. Pretends like he's in trouble to get the guy, the babysitter to come looking for him, and then traps him. And like I said, it's very similar to the Sixth Sense and that uh-huh. he's at the top of the stairs, it's a very tall building, mm-hmm. and he's locked in this room,
0: this fucking mansion in Haddonfield that's like four stories tall or whatever.
1: Right. And when did Haddonfield suddenly re- like have really rich people? But all right, I mean,
0: they have you know, upper middle class folks, sure, but like this place has a spot. Viral staircase down that that looks straight down into the uh, foyer. It, it's like a fucking mansion. Yes, Mick Mansion maybe.
1: There's also this whole thing about how the knife was there, and then the knife was on the stairs, and I guess that's supposed to make him worry. But like, the knife doesn't come into play other than that. And I'm like, is that just for the audience? Because it seems it really is cheap.
0: just for the audience, and there's no explanation of what happened there. The kid was already gone when he saw the knife. And then when he went back for it, it wasn't there. But then so, he took
1: it from the stairs.
0: Right. Like, it's it does seem like this is, this is just for the audience. There's no reason why this would happen.
1: Right. And so the kid locks him in this room. And just like in The Sixth Sense, he keeps beating on the door. Uh-huh. But in this movie, he's able to get out. Now, the film very strategically does not show you what fucking happens.
0: No, it shows you exactly what happens.
1: It doesn't explain how he gets the door open, which causes the kid to fall. It.
0: No, okay, so here's what happened. I'll explain what happened. The parents come home at this exact moment, and they come home hearing Corey screaming, I'm going to kill you, to the kid. He is kicking this door, trying to open it. He hits the door, which hits the kid, and then from the parents' view on the bottom floor, we just see this kid fucking slam down on the ground.
1: Right, and... How close is that door to the railway? It's, I mean, I mean like
0: the, the door is from the hallway, which is the rail. Like, there's a walkway up at this top floor, and there's a railway on one side and a door on the, the other side. I
1: just feel like there's not enough clearance. It just also, doesn't seem believable Also, what kind
0: of house is going to have a railing that's fucking low enough for a child to topple over like that? Think about any house you've ever been in that has stairways or has like a balcony area or whatever. That's like what? Three feet off the ground. You know what? Probably on average, who knows? But like that kid is like three and a half feet. How is he getting top heavy enough to go over the top of the railing? That's what
1: I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. And my notes around this time are like this, uh, this isn't what we came for. What is this?
1: No. And I immediately said, I was like, Are they setting him up to be the new Michael Myers? You did.
0: You immediately said it. There's (laughs) – it's kind of funny. This has been happening to us lately. We'll talk maybe on Patreon thing or whatever about uh, Don't Worry Darling, which we just saw. Mm -hmm. And going into it – no spoilers. Going into it, I was like, I think I know how this is going to end, but I don't want to ruin it for you, Kelsey – Because she hadn't seen anything about it. She saw one trailer once and is like, I actually want to see this movie. So I'm not going to see anything else. And she didn't read anything. She didn't see any other trailers, nothing. And so I was like, okay, fine. What I'll do is I will email myself right now what I think it is. A single sentence. What I think the ending is going to be. And then Kelsey said, okay, well, I just don't want it to be X. Which is not what I guessed. Just, I don't want it to be X. And I was like, okay, well, we didn't guess the same thing. We go into the movie, and no joke, both of us were right. (laughs) Exactly what we said we thought it was going to be, or in Kelsey's case, exactly what she didn't want it to be, was exactly what it was. Like, that's, so, we've we've been batting a thousand so far when it comes to, like, seeing from a mile away what a movie's trying to do with a character and a plot (laughs) and this is just another example where it's like oh is are they building him up to be the new michael (laughs) i guess kind of kind of oh by the way they're watching the thing that's the scary movie that they weren't supposed to be watching because this kid has nightmares and he's afraid of everything and what kid does his mom rate like what what, what are her experiences that they're so markedly different from this babysitter?
1: Wait, what do you mean? I'm She's
0: confused. like, he can't watch any fucking tel- television or movies. He will fucking piss the bed. He will scream and cry before he goes to bed. He is terrified of Michael Myers. And then this kid sits down with him. Corey sits down with the little boy and is like, should we really be watching the thing? And he's like, I don't give a shit. Like it's not even him posturing. Like he legitimately doesn't care. He is not disturbed by the movie at all, and he wants to fuck with Corey about Michael Myers.
1: Well, no, so who I think are these two kids. I think what's happening is, is that the kid. I think the mom knows the real kid, and this is the fake kid that wants to impress. So why were we fed
0: anything? Literally anything. Like, we have never seen this kid act or behave in any other way than to be totally unfazed by everything. He's not blustering. He's no, that's not, not there's true. No, there's no hint of a,
1: uh, I can't watch this. That's not true. Sort of, there is a part where he says, are you scared? And the kid's like, no, I'm not scared. And I think you're supposed to interpret
0: no, everything that, that he... No, they did a poor
1: job of that. Yeah, no, absolutely they not, did a bad what I'm job saying. of it, but they, 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 they did not do, do it.
0: Why wouldn't they give us more? Like, when he's watching, why don't we see him, like, flinching at something happening on screen Instead, they're watching the scene where the body opens up and eats the doctor's arms off. And then the head gets ripped off. And Corey's like, Jesus, maybe we shouldn't be watching this. And this kid is fucking eating this shit up. He's like, yeah, this is awesome. There's no flinch. There's no cringe. There's no nothing communicated from this kid that would make us think that his mom is right in any way or that he's pretending or whatever. Nothing. But anyway, the point is they're watching The Thing, which is important for a couple of reasons. In the 78 Halloween, they are watching The Thing from Another World. John Carpenter, a couple years after making Halloween and featuring The Thing from Another World, remakes that movie as The Thing in 1982, which is now what they're watching in this one. So there's like layers of homage to john carpenter but like Mm. so it's an homage to the original it's also an homage to john carpenter carpenter ended up they're putting the carpenter movie in their movie which is a remake of a movie that carpenter put in the original movie so it's just i don't know it's, it's worth commenting on i guess but anyway the kid dies
1: cut to four years later and this guy apparently got off Some kind of deal. He now lives with his mother. He didn't get to go to college. Like He had all these big dreams and plans. Uh He He was
0: also a gardener, and he knew a lot about gardening. The dad is like, I hope he's a better babysitter than a gardener. And it's like, oh, is he a bad gardener? But no, he gives him good gardening advice, ostensibly. We never hear anything about him wanting to be a gardener ever again. Like, maybe he can't be, like, a professional gardener, and...
1: Landscape artist,
0: like a landscape artist or something like that. Like, he could have done that, right? If he's working in a fucking junkyard, why couldn't he be like a manual laborer working in landscape? Like, it because we needed a grinder, an industrial grinder for yes, the movie, we sure did. which we see a lot. And it's like, God, when is this going to come into play? When is this going to come into play? And it doesn't until the very fucking end. But anyways, he doesn't even mention flowers. Not even as like a, it was a dream I used to have, isn't this tragic sort of thing. Just nothing. Just not even a peep. Why put it in the fucking movie?
1: I forgot that they said that. Yeah. So he's now the guy that everybody hates in the town. He's the
0: town pariah. He's
1: the new Michael Myers, as far as they're concerned, Uh because he He killed killed a kid. kid. And they they needed someone to put all their hatred upon.
0: We should probably say that the events at the end of Halloween Kills did happen. Right. And Michael disappeared, and he has been missing for four years.
1: So now they can't put all their anger and hatred on anyone else other than Lori, which is insane to me, but we're not talking about that yet.
0: Oh, boy, I can't wait to talk about Lori.
1: But we're not talking about that yet. No. But so everybody hates this kid, right? So he gets stumbled upon by apparently the only teenagers in this entire fucking town. There's these four kids that just keep showing
0: up. Yeah, the only teenagers in the entire town. Well, there is that one party that we see. But they're not there. (laughs) Yeah, And they're fucking band geeks. And they are
1: assholes.
0: And it feels like it's supposed to be like a Like, oh, you know, band geeks, they can be cruel too. Anybody in band? Did you have any bullies who were also in band? But, yeah, maybe they would bully other band geeks. These are going around in a convertible, trying to buy beer, and being assholes to random people on the streets. Do you know fucking anybody who was in band with you that behaved that way? Is this realistic or believable in any fucking way?
1: Well, it's also just, they just keep popping up in, yes, in the most they're everywhere, place. And it's always like where there's no one else around mm-hmm. ever it's just these four kids and this dude and Who goes
0: out cruising in 2022? And he- <laughs> Who are these kids and where are they going?
1: I like that they just swath over the fact that it's been four years, and I'm like, did he stay indoors because of the pandemic? Like, because right. nobody else was out? The pandemic
0: is the period in between these two <laughs> movies. Because if you remember, Halloween Kills happens immediately after the Halloween reboot in 2018. So, like, those happen, like, the same time. And then four years later in 2022, in the middle of their pandemic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so, these four kids have it out for this guy, yeah. Uh, because he at first says no to buying them beer,
0: In like a psychopathic, sociopathic sort of like what you expect the jock—not even the jock bully, but the punk criminal bully—to be like. <laughs> like they are the worst and entirely unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and like there's even like a point where you th- like you think that, especially the two girls, they play it as like. Oh my God, I can't believe you did what you did. But then they're right back on his side two girls, seconds later. Especially
0: like. one of the girls, Margot, because one of the other girls is tough, but I think her name is Margot. She was the one who was like, don't stop. You don't need to do this. Like the entire time. And she's there with them every single time we see them. Like at what point do you go, these aren't my friend? Like I know people hang out with other people when they're young and then you know, bad things end up happening and you feel like you gotta stick with them or whatever. Like, I understand how that can happen. I don't have any idea why Margot is a part of this group in the first place.
1: But then she's totally okay with it at the end and she's behind their backs at the end. Like, Well, because he's
0: actively trying to kill them.
1: After they already thought they killed (laughs) him! And she tried
0: to stop it the entire time. And
1: then didn't give a a shit afterwards. It's okay
0: because she gets run over. (laughs) She also gets to give a little comment about the fucking... ugh.
1: Yeah, the kid. The You're
0: dead too. Yeah, what the,
1: the guy fuck says, was that? This kid's
0: dead, and she goes,
1: So are you? Because she sees him behind
0: him, but. Oh, she's gonna be a little clever. She's literally crushed underneath a chain link fence, and a truck is on top of her, and she's gonna be clever.
1: <sighs> well, I mean, like movies like this don't care about the human body and how it actually can't handle half. Still, the things they say it. It can. is
0: entirely unbelievable. It, you just, you just see the scriptwriter being like. <laughs>
1: But anyway, never
0: come back regardless of context.
1: So Lori happens to be there when these kids fuck with him the first time and then she encourages him to flatten their tires with a knife because of course. And in this interaction, we haven't talked about Lori's character. We'll get there. So she's like my granddaughter and and make my granddaughter have a boyfriend because that's what she needs because let me tell you guys this laurie strode is not the laurie strode from the last two movies which just doesn't make any damn sense but that's we'll okay. talk about
0: why it doesn't
1: they flatten those tires right so that's how he's gonna meet the granddaughter and again just like laurie this is not the granddaughter you knew from the last two movies this is a totally different character and you just have to accept that
0: last we saw of her Her mom died. Yeah. Like, the night before, her dad died. So she lost both of her parents.
1: Yes. But now she's suddenly just, like, this whiny teenager, which she's not a teenager. She's in her 20s. But she acts like a whiny teenager and, like, Like you can't tell me what to do. It's like, you're right. She can't tell you what to do because you're an adult. She's now an
0: insufferable character. (laughs) Who
1: does not And she acts like a teen. It's so weird. Yeah. But so... I actually thought their romance was really cute. I believed it. Um, If
0: it was going somewhere, well, somewhere other other than burn it all down. Yeah,
1: so they... What the (laughs) fuck is this? So, yeah, so their relationship is going to be heated up by the hatred and fear of the town. Because they hate him. And they also, like we said, hate Lori. So I guess the granddaughter feels like they hate her too?
0: It's so... Fucking weird. She meets him once and is like, okay, I get it. She thinks he's cute. and Okay, and she's intrigued by him because he's an outsider.
1: I think it's a lot of that is... She knows who he is. Well, I think a lot of it is... I like you because I don't like that all these people are treating you like shit, just like they treat yes. Lori like uh-huh. shit. So I'm going to like you. I'm going to be interested in you. And then the more people tell me not to be into you, like a teenager, yeah, no, is no, going to make get, me want I get all him that. more. But
0: before anyone is telling her not to be with him, as a matter of fact, the people that she rebels against are the ones who tell her to be with him at this point.
1: Well, that's not she's none like, of her friends like she's him. She's
0: like, I love you. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, she takes him out one fucking time. He loses his goddamn mind, and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, well, he she's wants, just he like.
1: Wants, okay, let's talk about what happens. So <sighs> they go to a bar, and for the first time in years, he's having a really good time. I want to point out that he is wearing a scarecrow mask, and the moment it was on screen, I was like, oh, that's the same, That that's very similar to the clown mask that baby Michael Myers well, wears it's more when he similar kills to the one sister. that we see
0: in the Rob Zombie remake.
1: That too, yeah. But they're all very similar, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I was like, it really strengthened my opinion of what was happening if I had if I hadn't already. They're really making
0: it obvious at this point.
1: Yeah. So he has a really good time, but of course because this is what this movie does the moment you have a good time you got to be taken down a pig just like lori it happens the moment lori is happy she gets taken down a pig in this so
0: movie. annoyingly so
1: in this bar guess who's gonna pop up guys the mother of the dead kid cause you know what I'd do the, on the anniversary of my son's death I'd go out to a bar where everyone's gonna be celebrating a, um a, Halloween a, a holiday,
0: and people are partying and dancing yeah. and there's flashing lights and, I'm, and, and loud it, especially music especially at a
1: bar where like young 20 somethings right. are I'm gonna me in my 40s My uh, on the anniversary of my son's death that's
0: what I'm I gonna do I understand getting wasted at a dive bar but this is obviously like a happen in place. Yes, it's and so she so screams oh, are you having fun? How dare you! <laughs> and then he. Loses his mind. She chases after him. They've gone on one fucking date.
1: Oh my God. Okay, I think that there was some dialogue taken out from this scene because at one point she has her arms out like- Oh like, yeah, like holding them out. Holding out, them out and, and then says him.
0: nothing. Says nothing
1: about it. They don't address the fact that her arms are out to him. And I'm just like, did something get missed, like taken yeah, out uh-huh. here? Why are her arms out like that? And then when he leaves her, she like pulls them slowly up to her face. Right. And I was like, are you making fun of yourself? no
0: it's like an emotional thing and it's not like her arms are out like please let me hold you I know you're really upset or I don't want you to leave come to me it's like It's like she's holding something. Her arms are straight down and her elbows are bent at a 90 degree angle with her palms up. Like she is presenting something or (sighs) she's asking him for something. And it's it's very unclear what's happening. And they do not comment on it. But then they linger on it when she pulls them back. It's like, okay, so we're supposed to know what's happening there. I
1: think something got cut out.
0: It must have been.
1: This is around this point. I noted. I was like, nothing scary is happening. Yep. It suddenly dawned on me, like, this is just a drama at this point. Uh-huh. Nothing scary, no stalking, no Michael, no... I mean, they've done the music, of course, with the intro and everything. And yes, oh, God, this movie is dripping with desperation. I think that they, they really desperately wanted you to like this based on how much everybody hated the second one. Mm-hmm. So, like, the intro felt... Like, they were just trying to capitalize on the first intro and so forth. Many things in this film feel that way. But I was like, but they just, they have no interest in trying to scare me. Yeah. Like, you want to be like the original. You want to be fun like the original, which I don't see any fun happening here. But there's no scares. Every
0: single potential scare that comes along is entirely telegraphed and predictable there's a scene later where he's in the sewers and then he's like just looking around and he sees nothing and you know michael myers is there and then he like gets really close to the wall and is like squinting at it and then he's getting close to a hole in the wall and he's like let me get closer and then michael's arm comes out and grabs him and it's like well no fucking shit
1: i don't even remember
0: no shit it's Uh, the first time he sees him
1: (laughs) But so, those kids, after he has that date with his girlfriend, or, you know, the girl, the granddaughter, the kids, of course, are going to show up. And they find this guy, and what do they do? Oh. I knew they were going to do it. First the of all, yeah, where the are, are they?
0: Where are they? They're on Where a is bridge. he walking? He's, on a, he's walking across a bridge, and you're like, oh, somebody's going over that bridge. Someone's going and over the bridge. And then these kids come driving up and like, oh, one of them is going off this bridge. One of these people here is going off this bridge. And, like, then they start to get in a scuffle, and it's like, oh, God, I know exactly what's going to happen.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: And so, sure enough, they get into a fucking fist fight, and the leader of this band geek crew pitches him over the edge of this bridge into this, like, this place where, like, homeless people camp under an overpass. Now, and there's, like, a sewer.
1: If you're getting It feel- vibes. Yeah, you
0: know, like, the first scene in It. <laughs> if you watch the movie, It. Part two, but like in the in the beginning of the book, right? That's like this how is the, at book very beginning of the book
1: starts. Yeah, um, the guy getting pu- pushed over the bridge and then being taken into the sewers. It, it's got a lot of those it vibes. But then you gotta remember, uh, think back. They did the sewers in five, and remember they have that old man who helps, right, the one him, who helps him. Yeah, in four. So it's like. Even though you get strong it vibes, you also see maybe they weren't trying to do that.
0: Right, but that was also what eighty nine. It was already out by then.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, even though the TV show wasn't, because uh, TV show was nineteen ninety, right?
1: Or ninety one, something like that.
0: And this series says, "Fuck all these movies, they're terrible." Now let's do something like, like let's evoke imagery from them. Now nah, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, he gets pulled in and this homeless man watches. And the homeless man, by the way, has played Michael in the past.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Also,
0: the, the man who does the flashing played Michael in the past. I don't remember. At the at the bar, he's wearing like the, the trench coat and he opens it up and it's just like organs painted on uh, his outfit yeah. or whatever. He's got condoms hanging from inside.
1: Yeah. So he lets him go. And the...
0: Well, he grabs him and we get to see Michael's face. And I swear to God, the eye holes are cut different. They're cut sort of downturned. Everything looks sad.
1: That was actually something we didn't mention about Six. I didn't like the
0: mask for Six. Well, the mask itself, the look, I think, in Six was better, but the construction was weird. Like the neck was all fucking loose and it was it didn't sit on him right. It looked weird. It yeah. looked
1: like it looked like fake one, like kinda like the one that Max has in Stranger Things, you right. know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a fake version of it.
0: But anyway, so we see him and he lets him go and the dude runs away. Corey runs away.
1: Yeah, and the homesman is like, Why would he let you go? And in the scuffle because the homeless man, like, demands that he goes in there and gets him his mask, and so he decides to kill the homeless man, which you're just like, what? That came out of fucking nowhere. Well,
0: pushed around <laughs> enough, and he finally pushes back.
1: Right. Against I-
0: the mean old homeless man. <laughs> so now he's decided he's going to go the way of...
1: Michael Myers.
0: Michael well, I mean, just like the villain, it's one of those things where if they all see me as a monster, let me be the monster. Exactly. You guys, if you listen to the show, you know how much I fucking hate that. It's the worst. It's not believable and it's not sympathetic. I fucking hate I it.
1: think it's believable. Well, it's just maybe not believable, interesting.
0: but not interesting or sympathetic. Yeah. I mean, I go back to that first episode of Gargoyles where they do that and fucking Goliath has to come out and be like Knock that shit off <laughs> right away and it never comes up again. Dude, get away from those monsters, mother. We wouldn't hurt the lad, ma'am.
1: Keep away from him, you beast. You're the beast, you. No. If they think we're
0: beasts and monsters, then perhaps we better live up to the name. All right. In a children's cartoon in the 90s, we knew that. Like, come on. you It's 2022. You're really going to try to sell us that shit again?
1: But the way that they try to make him seem like Michael is they have him stand outside of Lori's house all creepy. Oh. Which I was like, I don't believe he would do that. Why? Why would he do that?
0: <laughs> he also, by the way, we didn't mention when he got beat up on the bridge, his glasses fell off and then they intentionally broke them. Like, you know, just the stereotypical shitty bullies. Like, can you please be more inventive than this? To the point where now that his glasses are broken, apparently he just never needed them. He's going to walk around the entire fucking movie killing people, riding a motorcycle, not wearing his corrective lenses. I
1: guess that's a good point.
0: Because he just didn't need them. It's like the same thing with a girl's makeover, right? How do you make a girl seem ugly and nerdy? Put glasses on her. How do you make her seem cute? Let her hair down and take off her glasses. It's not like she needs them.
1: It's a little contacts.
0: But that's my point. Like, he doesn't have contacts. They never bring it up. He just loses them. They break, and he just never uses them again. As somebody who needs corrective lenses, I can tell you for... God, how long? 15 years, I wore nothing but contacts. Like, you could do that. They just don't. (laughs) It's so bizarre. It's bad writing is what it is.
1: So they go on another date, but at this date, like, they're going to get accosted by the granddaughter's ex-boyfriend who happens to be a dick cop. And so that's going to upset him he's to the point that he's going to lure him to his death. Uh To the
0: sewer. Yeah, but
1: he's going to have to, the important part about this is he's going to have to hold the guy down for Michael. Michael's getting old.
0: He says, he lures Mulaney into the sewer and he says to him, oh, by the way, this is after the let's burn it all down Bonnie and Clyde moment where now, like, they're in it together against the world. Like it's funny about the supposed Bonnie to be and Is they both die? No.
1: <laughs> Think back about Halloween 2018.
0: Oh right, she was Clyde. You were Bonnie
1: and Clyde. Oh
0: my god,
1: that's worse. It's a lot worse because it was actually really fucking it was cute in the first in that one
0: Yeah, no, but Jesus. Anyway, but then
1: again, I think they're kind of cute.
0: No, I hate this kid. I don't
1: believe they're romance because it's not the. It's just it's impossible for me to wrap my mind around the fact that this is just not the same character from the last two films. But if you if you just accept that she's a completely different person, I think they're kind of cute. But again, it would be more cute if they were younger, if it made more sense that they were acting like this, like little teenagers would.
0: Right, but they both had their development stunted. She lost both her parents, like nobody else has had their parents die. She fucking... This is... It's especially infuriating when this fucking boy, who is really creepy and nothing but red flags constantly loses his cool runs off like it to the point where you're like uh, i might be worried being around this guy and still sides with him over her grandmother who she has historically loved and who in the course of this trilogy has been proven right consistently
1: because they are not the same character
0: that's my point like it's, it's she's a completely movie. different character like I, it's uh, a
1: standalone movie
0: so he lures Mulaney into the sewer and he asks Michael, who he hasn't interacted with more than just like, he grabbed him and looked at him with those sad, sad eyes. Oh, show me how to do it. How to kill a dude? <laughs> you mean how to stab just, someone? You take the pointy end and you stick it in him. Yeah, hey, it's, what the fuck is this? It's no, but They need to set up this mentor, like sort of journeyman, apprentice relationship, father-son sort of thing. And so they force this. He doesn't just fucking start killing people, dude. Like I don't. Uh. But yes, you're right. He does hold on to Mulaney as Michael stabs him to death. And Michael's like, "Yeah, cool." The Michael we know would have fucking killed that guy too.
1: Well, but he would have already killed him if he was going to, right. Which is why the ending doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess. Well, well, he it's does more like a disappointment mask thing. Away. Yeah. fuck you for taking my. He mask. beats him up. Yeah. <laughs> After he does that, though. Corey will go to grand the granddaughter and be like, "I don't know what's happening to me." It's like,
0: yeah, wait he's a minute, like covered in blood and it's shit little, like that. It's a
1: little late to be saying, "I don't know what's happening to me." You just were down to kill that guy. Yeah, maybe I would have believed it after you'd killed the homeless man, right? But not after you lured
0: this guy to his death, verbally requested assistance in accomplishing this task. Like, yeah, I don't believe any of this.
1: Again, when they do go back to – uh, I don't remember if they're at Michael's house or – yeah, they're at Michael's house. At the, no. No. They're at the house, the three-story house where yes. he killed the kid because that's where he goes when he has nowhere else to go because we haven't talked about the fact that his mom is a psycho and yeah. she sucks.
0: And they, they never sold the house. They got a divorce they just have this expensive McMansion there.
1: Oh, but I'm talking about the it. mom of Corey, the the Corey oh, Corey's, Corey's mom, mom yeah, hovers uh-huh. and is crazy and Overly sucks a lot and, and so because yeah. of that he doesn't want to go home. So where does he go? He goes to this abandoned place where he killed a kid.
0: Yeah, and eventually <laughs> falls asleep in the blood stain of this little kid. Does like, he? Yeah, back when Laurie confronts him in that house. He wakes up there oh. and she's already sitting there just watching. So
1: this me. is where he has sex with, with her at that house? I don't know. But oh, anyway. They also
0: left a piano behind for no reason.
1: Yes. But so <laughs> when they go up to have sex, no, that's at Lori's house. Yeah. Lori sees it she happening. She She
0: comes home. And like, right. Oh, yeah. Lori
1: sees it happening, which is why we get the outside shot, just like in the first film, when Michael's sister... Takes her boyfriend upstairs. Uh It's almost shot for shot. Yeah. Because she turns on the stairs. I noticed that Mm -hmm. she was going upstairs and then she turned to kiss him and lead him upstairs. I was like, oh, that's straight out of the first one.
0: And the one you mentioned earlier where Corey's standing half behind a bush is she's watching from outside. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
1: The next next person that Corey and Michael are going to kill is the doctor and his nurse because does he even know? I guess he kind
0: of I'm knows. sure she told him. It, it's so Andy Matichuk, Allison is her name. We haven't been saying this is the granddaughter of Lori. She works at a hospital or some sort of clinic, and the doctor that runs the place is supposed to give her a promotion. It overlooks her for her friend who works there Not because friend. they're sleeping together. Well, they're work friends. They they, Do they you ever commiserate. shut your
1: goddamn mouth. Yes. I know I talk too much.
0: Right, because that doesn't happen until she already turns. Allison starts becoming a villain because of Corey's influence. And so the thing that Allison did is bad there, despite the fact that, yes, she's annoying. but She's like,
1: very annoying. Yes, yeah, she
0: is. But they were friends. And she's sleeping her way to the top. Every other indication is that they are friends and that there's nothing going on between her and the doctor until... She gets passed over for the promotion, and then everything is showing that. Then after that, then we see the doctor call this woman into his office, and they're flirty a little bit, and then they go out on a date. And it's like, have you not heard of setting up anything? You just make a thing happen and then explain it afterwards? And it's the things they set up, they telegraph too, too loudly. And the things that they, that they don't set up well enough, they don't set up at all. So anyway, yes. Now they're going to kill this doctor and this co worker. And they're just killing in the wild now. He is wearing the mask that she gave him, that Allison gave him. Remember, she gave him that oh, she mask. Didn't? Yeah, he's like, I don't have a costume. And she's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. So she got him that mask. He's wearing that to commit. A crime in an expensive person's property that probably has cameras. At one point, his his hand is aching and he takes off the bandage that she put on at her work, which has his blood on it, and just leaves it there. Oh, really? Yes. It's it's so fucking sloppy. So dude goes outside, the doctor goes outside, and it's kind of a cool, like it's directed well. She's like, what's going on? I thought I heard you scream or whatever. And she goes out to the pool and you can see behind them in the darkness, he's standing over the body. No, and then he's
1: stabbing the-, the guy. Yeah, but
0: you can't really hear it or really tell what's going on until the lights come up and he is mid-stab and then he looks up at her. And then Michael kills her in the same way he killed that guy in the first movie. Stab into the wall. She's hanging off the ground. And then he tilts his head, which also happened in part six, by the way, except instead of stabbing through the through the torso, it's a spike through the back of the head. And she's just like hanging there. And then he does the head tilt thing. You could wear that concept into the ground at this point. (laughs) So, yeah, now they're just killing people out in the wild.
1: Just a really quick weird thing. Like we said the mother like of Kauri really hovers and wants to like run her son's life, right? Yeah. At one point she's going to really ups- he's going to really upset her and she's going to slap him. Okay? It's also important to know that there is a character that Chris and I cannot decide who he is. Chris thinks he's his father. Yeah. I think he is his uncle because I don't see him acting as a father would act. He there seems to be a lot of distance between the two of them, so I would imagine he's just his uncle. But anyway, when the mother slaps her son and then walks away, it's because well, she's like,
0: "Oh, I'm sorry, you know."
1: It's because he's leaving with Uh Allison. He's going to leave with her, and so she, you know, slaps him because how dare you leave me? Basically, Uh when this happens, the uncle, or if you believe Chris, the father awkwardly sitting in a dark corner in the room.
0: The the kitchen slash dining room. Suddenly
1: says, I hope you find love. (laughs)
0: It's so funny. I hope you find love. Okay, so here's how we find out about this guy, right? We have this bright young man full of potential. He's a babysitter. A tragedy happens that ruins his future. And it's an actual accident as far as we know. Until you prove otherwise, it's an accident as far as I'm concerned. And his life is ruined, and now to represent that, he needs to be working at a junkyard, right? Doing manual labor, wearing a jumpsuit. And then there's this man who runs the place who is very kind to him. Kind of like the grizzled old man in Christine who gives, what's his face, the space to work on his car, right?
1: Arnie the job.
0: Yes, exactly. But then he says, don't tell your mother about the motorcycle, At one point, right? So it's like, oh, okay, so he knows her. And then he's in his house with her. So like, I understand how you get to kind man taking care of the troubled youth who just had a really bad run of it. I understand how you get from there to, oh, related, so he must be his uncle, and you don't see any like relationship. But As far as we know, he lives there with them. Yeah, they might be
1: brother and sister who live in the same house. Right,
0: might be, but you'd think they would indicate something to that effect.
1: They might indicate something about him being his dad. Right,
0: but if you have an older man and woman living together with a young man, who you know the young man is the woman's daughter, but you don't know the relationship with the man, wouldn't you assume that he's the father or stepfather?
1: doesn't make any
0: sense. I would, unless you told me something else. And you haven't. Like, that's what I'm saying when I say they just don't know how to communicate shit. It's either not communicated at all, poorly communicated, or overly communicated. They hit nothing on the head when it comes to this stuff.
1: It's important to note that when Corey tells Allison about what happened with the kid, because they have a whole conversation, I think it's when they have sex or whatever, but when he tells her this, he mentions... We were playing with paper airplanes before he got bored and wanted to watch the thing. Yeah. Okay?
0: We were making paper planes, but he wanted to watch a monster movie.
1: We never saw the paper airplanes. If you weren't listening during that dialogue and didn't hear that one line, you wouldn't understand why later, when accosted by Lori, who again, Lori introduced the two of them, but whatever. Yeah. When accosted by Lori. And I do say accosted, because even though she never even comes close to touching him in this scene, the way that she's intimidating him, like, by hitting the, ba- the yeah, backboard. Uh-huh.
0: She's obviously trying to She's trying to upset him. him. Yeah, uh-huh. She
1: throws a paper airplane. Now, first of all, if you were paying attention, you would think, wow, that makes Lori a really big bitch. Like, taunting him with paper airplanes. Remember when you killed that kid? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> But then you have to think another second, and you have to think, how the fuck would Lori know they were playing with paper airplanes? Well,
0: because everyone knows every single detail about what happened, <laughs> apparently.
1: Except for Allison. Allison doesn't know anything. But
0: does she know who he is? When she, I feel like she has a line like, I knew who he was when you brought him in, or whatever. Like I feel like everyone knows everything. I mean, as far as the movie's concerned, obviously this information didn't get out to everybody, but as far as the movie is concerned... The first thing the kid does is throw an airplane at him and then ask him to teach him how to build something paper airplane related. So there is the conversation to the audience, but that's not to the public. Why would that be part of the conversation at all that anyone would know about? Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: But so when she approaches him, she says... Look, we are both fucked up. Let me find help for you. I just don't want you to be with my granddaughter. Allison's not prepared for this relationship, etc. Etc. And then he makes a very valid point. You introduced us, bitch! It's
0: not a valid point. It's a terrible point. I <laughs> No, it's a terrible point because of a couple of things. Number one, yeah, when I just fucking met you and you seemed like an innocent kid, and sometime between then and now, you fucking snapped! You're a creepazoid! No, you're different now than you were than when I introduced you. So yes, I introduced you. You changed, and now I'm saying you shouldn't be together. It's cause and effect, baby.
1: Well, whatever. But he he pretty much no he does pretty much admit here I'm with Michael now, and because he's like you know you should surrender like the first time you looked into his eyes like that seems pretty sad.
0: Sad eyes, (laughs) but also. He, what he does when he says you introduced us is he blames Lori. and we'll get to the Lori conversation in a little bit. I just want to want to put a pin in this. He blames Lori. It's her fault. And he says in the year of our Lord 2022, if I can't have her, no one will. It is 2022 and somebody wrote that fucking line in earnest enough and loved it enough to use it twice. If I can't have her, if you, if I can't have her, no one can. And
1: they're writing them as if they're teens, which is another problem I had with six. It felt like these college kids were acting like they were high schoolers the whole fucking time. Yeah. After this, problem with Laurie, because now he's been emasculated by Lori. he has to feel masculine again. So he goes to Michael and steals Michael's mask.
0: Beats him up and mm-hmm. steals his mask.
1: He knows he can, because Michael's old.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the four years since, I guess he hasn't healed all the way yet, and so he's still in the sewer. And I guess, if they could show us that, if they could show us maybe one of Michael's wounds, if they could show him struggling in some way.
1: Well, they do show that he's barely. tired and uh, doesn't move. He just right. moves slowly. At one point, Corey... I think this when is Cor- the point. Where no, I think when up. Corey gets away the first time, all he has to do is shove Michael off of
0: him. No, when he gets away the first time, Michael's grabbing him through a hole. Michael can't fit through that hole. He just gets him to let go. Oh, well. But my point is, is that you could reinforce that idea by showing the fucking audience.
1: Well, they, needed to- they showed you that he needed to hold the guy down the first time when Michael killed a guy.
0: Yeah, but that could be just written off as his desperation to be a part of the process and learn from him, be included in it. As a matter of fact, that's what he says. Teach me, you know. And it uh, so, but anyway, that's fine. I get why I just wish I saw something like Michael showing the kid that he's still got injuries or whatever. Well,
1: it doesn't matter because apparently when Michael loses his mask, that's that's the tipping point. That is where Michael's oh, no like, you well, fuck this guy. <laughs> it's, it's
0: a moment that's very much like you're not a man until you can take your dad in a fight. It's very much like that. And he just took his dad in a fight. So now Corey's a man. He's graduated to serial killer manhood.
1: And he does. He goes and he fucks those teenagers up that have been messing with him this whole movie. He kills them violently.
0: (sighs) Yep. And in the process, so he does it at the junkyard that his uncle dad is still at. He's still there.
1: Yeah, when we first saw it, they do give you like a... a a shot to show you what he's doing. When they showed him watching TV, I thought he was at the house,
0: right? No, he's in the office at this junkyard. And so when the kids are like, Oh shit, he's trying to kill us. Like run us over and stuff like that. This biggest dickhead kid is like, there's a man out there. He's trying to kill us. And our uncle dad, his name is Ronald. (laughs) Gives this kid a fucking shotgun.
1: Yeah, I was like... He doesn't know
0: him from Adam. He doesn't know if there is even anybody outside. He just gives a high school band geek (laughs) a shotgun because he said, there's a man outside trying to kill us. Oh, here. Well, I mean,
1: it's Haddonfield. (laughs) They would would believe that.
0: He just gave a stranger kid a shotgun and you have no idea what's going on. Also, you threw him off of a bridge. They start harassing him again. At this junkyard, he starts harassing him again. Like, dude, you threw him off a bridge. Call it even
1: yes absolutely but so he kills them all very violently one kid I think it's the worst kid gets uh, fire through the mouth and then the girl the end, yeah. who like the girl like we said
0: he gets a welding torch in his face yeah
1: but the girl like we said who kind of was against what they were doing she gets like the most prolonged death like yeah. she gets ran over and then gets to watch all her friends die and then gets her face smashed in and you're just like Jesus
0: so but Margo again, is
1: but again. None of this is filmed in a way that is set to be scary. No. Or on the edge of your seat. It's like seat. a fucking action movie. Yeah, it's just an action so movie. So
0: Margot is trapped under the gate, under the truck, and she's screaming out Stacy, who was with her at the time. That's the other girl. And this big bad bully, I, f- I forget his name, says, Stacy's dead. And then she looks at him and goes, you're dead too. <laughs> No, she's crying at the time. Like, you're dead too. Stacy! Stacy's dead.
1: You're dead too.
0: What? She's actually traumatic. Not look behind you! Or anything. Cause up comes this guy in a fucking Michael Myers mask and then kills him. And then sets his face on fire. <laughs> with a welding torch. Does he do anything to Ronald? Does he kill Ronald?
1: He was already dead when they came outside. Something happened. They ran back outside. He killed his mom earlier, too. In the car. Yeah. Anyway, after he kills these... Oh, and of course, the kid with the shotgun. What happens?
0: He's the one who gets the face.
1: Yeah. What does the kid with the shotgun do
0: before he dies? Oh, right. That's how he dies. That's how he dies. So it's not a shotgun. It must be a rifle. So he has a rifle. Yeah, I'm picturing it now. It's definitely a rifle. So he has a rifle from far away. Ronald realizes that the kid is his son or nephew, whatever. (laughs) And it's like, oh, shit. And then this kid with the gun is like, I got a beat on him. I can I can shoot him. And so Ronald stands in his way and he shoots Ronald.
1: Yeah. Killing
0: Ronald. That's why you don't give a strange kid a fucking rifle for no reason.
1: And to be perfectly honest, it doesn't really seem to phase Corey like at all.
0: No. No, this one person in his life that was I don't think kind. he was going
1: to kill him, though. No, Corey, I don't like, think he was. Corey was just kind of looking at him when So it why happened. do this
0: there? He doesn't use... He uses a truck.
1: Because that's where the kids were. He can't help where the teens were, I guess. But it doesn't make any sense because the did teens are normally them where them he is. There? I thought he lured them there. I don't remember. Maybe- oh, no, he did. You're right. Maybe it's because he knew there wouldn't be a lot of people. He didn't think there'd be people there. Anyway, it doesn't
0: really yeah. matter. Then he kills his mom. Which is boring. Yeah. He kills Willie.
1: He goes after uh, Lori. Well, he who, kills
0: Willie the kid, the radio station guy. Oh, yeah. And sets the place on fire. Because
1: there's a whole other character. And who a receptionist also him we didn't shit, care
0: about. Gives him shit
1: for being the guy who accidentally killed somebody.
0: Yeah, he's also just unflinchingly mean like everyone is everyone is the worst fucking possible version of themselves that they could possibly be and everyone is a bully about everything and they are biting and scathing and i fucking hate you and it's like okay i get if your point is that michael myers did this to this town 40 fucking years ago he killed like three people And that does that that to this
1: town? Four years ago, he killed a whole lot of people. I
0: guess that's a good point. (laughs) But,
1: uh, yeah, but, I mean.
0: That's fair enough. (laughs) but,
1: But the bigger problem here is that those same people that are being shitty to this kid, who's going to wind up becoming Michael, as we've said, he's killing all these people, is the argument Well, yeah, of course he would. These people were treating him badly. Of course, he's going to eventually turn into the monster that they think he is. That's the story of Frankenstein. That's every story of a monster. Except that they do the same exact thing to Laurie.
0: This is my point.
1: And Laurie doesn't become a monster. Right.
0: Well, yeah.
1: And Laurie gets to be the town hero. And I'm just like, so what am I supposed to feel about these people?
0: Right. Right. Fuck this town.
1: <laughs> but, like, she's the town hero. Like, I'm supposed to be happy for the town, but you've made me hate the town. No, fuck
0: this town. They're <laughs> so the worst. Confused. They are the worst.
1: What point are you trying to make? Oh, so right. You're not making one. He had
0: already made an agreement with... Uh, do you hear how much we're talking about this fucking Cory guy that's never existed in the franchise? Who's to this
1: just point? gonna die! All of this, guys, all of this is leading up to him trying to frame lori for his death which i kind of liked cuz well, i was like ooh he's framing yeah, her yeah but that's like, so like that fatal the, attraction so that we ends, already did that that he ends the relationship between the granddaughter cuz his thing was if you if i can't have her no one can yeah, and he says it
0: again right before and he kills himself the point himself. is
1: that i'm killing myself you're fucked now yes, i've uh-huh. made it impossible for you to have a relationship right. with her right that's not even how he fucking dies he dies at the hand of Michael Myers uh huh and then we don't ever have to talk about him again except for all of a sudden they're all gonna know that he's the one that killed all these people even though there's no reason to think because it very easily could have, could have been Michael. Michael,
0: yes, exactly.
1: And that's I, the end of that's the end of Corey's story.
0: Well, you didn't mention that in all this killing everyone on on Halloween night thing is that that was the night he was supposed to leave with Allison and leave the town, and then he just fucking stands her up. So yeah,
1: like, why why he, was he doing any why of this? He just not goes for her after and them? Lori, I don't understand. Yeah, why he has why he shows up at Lori's house. I don't get it. Just fucking leave. Yeah. Take your girlfriend and go. Just leave. Because she had definitely already chosen you. All right.
0: Want to talk about Lori? Yeah. Let's talk about Lori. Lori is happy. It is great to see Jamie Lee Curtis smiling as Lori strode. She's, it is awesome.
1: She's so happy, guys, that she'll have a minor freak out about a Pie burning and you're right. just like this is not
0: they're making Melori a point Strode about how she's that different. You
1: show me in the last two movies. She's
0: talked about in interviews how she hasn't moved past for the trauma for 40 years. Along t- yes. She
1: couldn't move on. But in 4 years, pandemic man,
0: pandemic yeah, no. changed people, For dude. 40 years a couple of her friends were killed. She couldn't move on. Then Half the town is murdered, including her own daughter, and then hunky-dory, everything's cool. Yes. You were proven fucking right, and no one listened to you, and you were proven right. Your paranoia was the right thing. And then your daughter is fucking killed because nobody listened to your paranoia, and the guy who killed her got away, and you don't know where he is, and you're just like, well, everything's fine. And that's
1: what I I mean when I say... This should not be a third movie here. Yeah. This should be just the immediate sequel to the first one, just like Halloween 2018 was. It's like they just made two completely different sequels with the same exact characters. Which is
0: kind of what they did with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like, I get Pleasing it. no one. <laughs> I, I, like, exactly. Like, I, I get it. You, You were like, you were terrified of the backlash of the fans. I understand this. Figure it out, man. Don't just completely mm. say fuck the other two movies. But it is
0: so good when you see Lori smile, especially when she runs into Frank, who, you oh, know, they so had this sort together. of like relationship. They're very cute and they're totally flirting. By the way, everyone's fucking horny in this movie. <laughs> Everyone is so goddamn horny in this movie. Just outwardly flirting with people like it's there's no mistaking that i want to bone you right now is happening in these conversations
1: and just that they like each other and, and they are want to be so in a relationship and they're not happy
0: they're so cute frank and Lori are great
1: they're gonna end up together guys. yes Yay. yeah happy ending yeah yeah Lori doesn't die I'm yeah surprised. uh-huh so so sigh
0: and then like She leaves the grocery store where she's run into him and she's smiling and randomly someone's like, what you smiling about? What did you buy at the store? I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I don't understand.
0: Do you see what he did to my sister? He killed her husband and he stabbed her. Took her voice. She cannot speak because of you. You were her neighbor and you don't even know her name, do you? You tempted and you provoked that man when you should have left him alone. What?
1: It. Absurd. What? Absurd.
0: Not at all what happened in the last two movies. It would be absurd if it was just this woman, but it's literally the entire everyone oh. yeah it's including willie the kid the newscaster who's <laughs> like oh she taunted a man with brain damage and then he killed everyone this is all Lori's fault she teased a man with brain damage and then he snapped we didn't listen to her she was right she was demonstrably right but it's her fault it is so fucking infuriating and again it would be angering and you would hate the person that believed it, but you could get away with making one person who believed that. And I can understand how one person might, but again, fucking literally everyone to the point where it's all. So Alison, Alison who lived through it all, who was on her grandma's side the entire time, this fucking, fucking jack off comes by sends up all the red flags in the world and then tells her she wants to kill me and she's like what and believes him just entirely credulous why wouldn't you trust your fucking grandma even if you're being rebellious why would you trust some rando which you just met telling you your grandma who loves you wants to kill him you want me to believe you
1: because of Hysteria
0: that you caused
1: when I trusted you. My friends are dead. My parents are dead. You're the one that's capable of fucking hard. I think we just skip ahead to the fact that she pretends that she's going to kill herself and you're just like... Why? Who is she trying to do this for? Does she know that he's already in there? She's if she knows that he's in there, why wouldn't she just come after him? Yeah, what's I'm the point so of the performance? Confused.
0: She... So it's a very sad moment when she feels like she's lost Allison. She starts drinking again, which is another thing. Like she was free. Like, yeah, she, okay, she's so she's an alcoholic, but she stopped drinking.
1: Right. And but and people, then so she's people kept pushing her. Uh, pushing her and pushing and she her. She became the monster they said and she was. And then she lost
0: Allison and it's all done with. She starts actually drinking, and then she calls in, I'm gonna report a suicide. Now, is it Kismet that it turned out that he actually did try to kill himself that night? At that location? In that encounter? Yes. Because there's no way she could have possibly known.
1: Well, he, he, it might be that he heard her say that and, and then g- came up with the idea. But then but all why that... did she do it in the first place? But then all
0: that does is just reinforce her story of the reality that he killed himself. But I kind of, do, wants...
1: love, I kind of do love that he has that idea. I think it's kind of an ingenious idea. But again- If you really are crazy enough to say- if I can't have her, no one can. It's kind of your best bet.
0: But again, that is very famously the ending of Fatal Attraction, where Glenn Close does the same thing. She kills him, herself. She kills herself and gets him arrested for murder.
1: Is That how it ends? Yes. I thought that. Are you sure this how it ends? I thought that um the wife saw it happen, so her plan. Or
0: that's her plan.
1: That's her plan. Yeah, but the wife shows up and she's unsuccessful. Pretty sure spoilers for fatal attraction uh-huh. didn't you see fatal attraction you wouldn't let me well scare me it's cared every man in america
0: <laughs> maybe it's the deleted ending or something but that is like it's not novel yeah it's a trap but like they play it off like he's clever like he's some diabolical genius and it's like yeah you could just watch movies well, like at least that's how that about Scream, pretty much anything. That's how Scream frames it. Is just they watch a lot of movies, and that's how they do what they do, and that's entertaining. But this, like, like it'd be like if somebody made a movie now, and then somebody got magic powers at some point in the movie, and then just made half of existence disappear. You'd be like, yeah, that was Avengers. You know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not novel, anyway. So, yeah, you it, you see her happy, which is so great. And then at every turn, she's, it's just insufferable people that you cannot relate to. Just bringing her down and bringing her down and bringing her down. And it makes also, it worse.
1: And you're getting all of that also on Corey's side, too. So all you're getting is just me just, yeah, just yeah just shitty people and you're just like this is fun to watch uh uh-huh.
0: yeah it's, I'm it's having totally fun. fun to watch
1: I'm I'm scared. I'm right. having a good Halloween. It's not time. scary.
0: It feels like shit. <laughs> and then you get to see this guy react totally poorly to a guy that you empathized with react totally poorly and then you stop empathizing with him like I could have understood where he was coming from for most of the movie until he gets all like now I got a motorcycle I'm not wearing my sunglasses and let's burn it down like come (laughs) on yeah she
1: says "Okay." the line that he's making fun of (laughs) she gets upset I think by something that her ex the cop says and she goes just burn it all to the ground Oh, I like the match and you're just like yeah, Jesus like it's, Jesus. So,
0: like it's it, they frame it like it's just this destructive couple relationship Funny and kind. natural born killers or like something like that but this is the fucking Halloween franchise what is this
1: let's just skip to the end uh uh-huh. how it actually ends so you know Corey the guy we've been watching the whole fucking movie is dead. Just so. kills himself
0: first, <laughs> or tries to, and then Michael comes along and looks at him with his sad eyes, and then just strangles him to death.
1: So, okay, so now it's Lori versus Michael, and Michael, like, tries to, like, put her hand down the fucking
0: thing. Garbage just, disposal like, again. isn't
1: what Michael would do, but okay. But also...
0: Oh, a hand down a garbage disposal scare? That's never been done before. Before Michael gets there, he kills himself. She grabs the knife and pulls it out like a fucking idiot. He telegraphed oh, exactly yes. what he was trying to do. I'm going to frame you for my murder, he Which basically is exactly
1: said. Which exactly when... Is exactly Allison when walks Allison in. walks in,
0: just after she pulls the knife out like a fucking idiot and can't explain what's going on. And instead of going, "Holy shit, you killed my boyfriend," I'm going to the police. Uh, she's like, "I'm leaving town," uh, and so she leaves. And then she gets a call but then from she Frank. She doesn't leave. She just no, goes back. She gets a call from Frank who says, "I got a suicide call from your grandma's house." And so she's like, "Oh fuck!" And so she goes to check, and then that's when she runs into Michael being there. So Lori gets in this fight with Michael, who has put his mask back on, and now they're fighting and fighting, and there's the garbage disposal thing. She throws her head back and hits him in the face, and then there's knives. She stabs a knife through his hand into the countertop, into the island, which I hope that's not granite. It better be a wood block. I don't remember. I didn't I, think it's I didn't pay wood. attention.
1: I'm pretty sure it's wood. Does it
0: through his other hand. And so now he's like one hand up, one hand down, pinned there, drops a refrigerator on his torso because he's bent over on his back.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't fall on his torso. It like falls on his leg. And I'm just like, these people. They don't
0: know what it's like to injure a leg.
1: No (laughs) idea what an injury like that would do to the human body.
0: (sighs) And so then she takes off his mask as he struggles, his head's going from side to side. She looks him in the face and she's like, fuck you, you're dead this time and slices his throat. Now, when that happens, she's like, oh, God, it's finally over with. I finally just fucking sliced his goddamn throat and I saw his face. She He rips his hand off of this knife, slicing it down the middle and uses that hand to choke her. And then she's just like, fucking do it. Just kill me. And then in comes Allison and then... Kills him, like, stabs him in the chest or something like that. Oh, we didn't mention, she stabbed him under the arm. Yeah, Like, she was going to kill this fucker. Mm. No questions asked, and trust me, it'll be even worse later. So now that she's been freed and Allison is there, she's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I don't want to die. And then she slices him up his arm... Slices his neck, too. Well, she already had sliced his neck, and um. then she sliced him up the arm, and so, like, he is fucking gone.
1: But he's not dead enough, because Haddonfield needs to see his death.
0: Haddonfield, who all shows up, because I guess, what's that called when, like, there's a list of names, and you gotta call the next person on the list, and then they gotta call the next person on the list, and, like, that's how you inform everybody? It's the like grapevine? that- fine. I guess, but like that's what happens, and everyone who's ever been affected by Michael Myers comes out of the woodwork, including the sheriff who we haven't seen since the last movie, this entire fucking movie he shows up now. there's this all this melodramatic talk akin so to evil traumatic. dies tonight, akin it's to that so silly and then. They body surf his body over the crowd at this junkyard, and then Laurie climbs up on this thing and then tosses him into the industrial grinder, and we see his body get crushed to bits. Like, he is not coming back. Now, where's Corey? Wasn't the idea that he was going to become the new Michael? And doesn't Michael get up? He had his throat slit. That wasn't dead enough. So did Corey. He was... Strangled people pass out from being strangled. What happened to Corey? Maybe I, they they showed something and I missed it.
1: I'm pretty sure Corey's supposed to be dead. Fuck that guy. But so
0: you don't Allison like Corey? Finds
1: out that now I know it was Corey. So yeah, uh-huh. I love you, Grandma. Uh-huh. And everybody's happy hanky dory. <sighs> And that's I mean, the end of the entire Halloween that, franchise, supposedly. And I'm just like, God, I hope not. They
0: rush this core concept in. of Because Lori's writing a book this entire time. Frank encouraged her to. And her closing line of the book is, the truth is, evil doesn't die. It changes everything. Shape, Get it? Because he's the shape. Yes. And now Corey was was becoming the new shape. But like they didn't have any time to expand upon that because they just kill that guy in this, the very same movie he was introduced into. Now you look. don't like him. You don't like the people that die. Why should you care about any of this? Now look. Seriously, everyone that dies is awful. Here's how I feel about
1: this well, series. Well, except
0: for Uncle Dad. He was cool.
1: So here's how I feel about the series. Mm-hmm. Wrapping it up. With just these four, not time men and the others. Yeah. Okay? So, if they had not done 2018 and kills, just in Halloween ends, I would have walked away from this, like, holy fuck, I really hope that they redo that. That's what my response would be, right? But, it wraps up the series. And, without counting the other two, it could be a direct sequel. It could be. Here's Lori, she's a happy-go-lucky grandma, but unfortunately for her, Haddonfield's shitty, and this happens. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be happy with it, but I would have said, and I guess I see that. Okay? If they had just done Halloween 2018, I would have been like, it's not super complete, but I, I think that that's a pretty good way to end it. I think that's a pretty decent way to end the franchise. But because they made the second one, Halloween Kills. Which
0: is a fucking abomination, and I can't imagine why I gave it a 25.
1: I don't either. All it served as, as I remember, was just a go between movie. Like, nothing really happened in it, from what I
0: remember. It was just an extension of that night. Yeah, and, he and it lives was anyway, just an excuse and, to make yeah. it to
1: the next movie. Right. And, you know, nobody fucking f- could foresee the goddamn pandemic and how that was going to ruin everything. So, like, I feel like maybe. If we had gotten a third movie right after that, it would have been a lot more well, that cohesive.
0: One was, that one was already delayed because they were trying to finish it and the pandemic started.
1: Well, but this yeah. just isn't cohesive. And these just feel, this feels like it's completely unrelated to the other two. Yeah. But it has to be because two did not end anything. Right. So it's just like you have to watch this if you watch two, which you probably shouldn't anyway. So just watch Halloween 2018. I can't imagine that you didn't like that. But if you didn't. I guess you can say, but like, you can just skip the other two and say this is the end of the franchise.
0: It's almost like they're like, well, this is the modern day Michael story that we want to tell about how evil changes shape and 40 some odd years later, there is somebody who's going to just take Michael's place. Even if you defeated Michael, there's somebody going to be there to take his place. But it took you three more movies to get there and you didn't foreshadow any of this in the prior two like it that's just so frustrating and then even if you do take out kills all that reduces 2018 down to is a bridge movie
1: yeah it's super super sloppy and i'm disappointed that so many people signed on for this series yeah i'm disappointed that Jamie Lee didn't put her foot down i'm i'm disappointed that fucking what's his name um the director
0: John Carpenter? No. David Gordon Green?
1: The other one. The guy from Knocked Up, my
0: the Knocked Up group. Yeah. Um, Danny McBride.
1: So he didn't direct it.
0: No, he did write it. Okay. So, yeah, no, I was wrong. These names were hidden. Paul Brad Logan and Chris Bernier and Danny McBride and David Gordon Green all have writing credits on this movie.
1: And that's probably a big problem. Well, I imagine that was also the last one, too. Cooked up in the kitchen.
0: Well, they had this narrative that they came up with, and it's like, oh, Halloween, he comes back, trauma, how that hurts people, even if they're not directly physically hurt, and how it can be passed on from generation to generation, and those sort of cycles of trauma. Like, that was sufficiently told with that movie. But then the second movie is going to be about how it can affect entire groups of people, and how it can drive entire villages insane. In this case, we have the town of Haddonfield. And then the third one is about how Even when you think you've conquered evil, it will still come back. And you can tell, like, conceptually, this is what they thought their trilogy was going to be. But plot-wise, it's a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. So, Kelsey. Yes. What do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Keeping in mind that Kills had a 39 on Rotten Tomatoes. You gave it a 35. I gave it a 25.
1: I gave it a thirty. You did.
0: Yeah. That's
1: so weird. That's so weird. And what did it have on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: What did this have on Rotten Tomatoes? What oh, what better. did that? 39.
1: This can't have lower than that. So I'm going to guess this is maybe a 47?
0: 41.
1: Aha, okay.
0: Halloween ends, for now anyway, with a frequently befuddling installment that's stabbed, slashed, and beaten by a series of frustrating missed opportunities. You got to keep in mind that this was a movie that came out two days ago. This is the rating as of 158 reviews in case... People of the future are curious. So this is like two days after it came out. Only 158 reviews, which is a lot, I should say, but I'm sure there will be more. There will be more is my point. And so that might change. For now, it's a 41. Do you think that that is overrated or underrated?
1: Well, knowing that I gave the other one 35, that definitely colors what I'm going to give this. So maybe barely overrated. Okay. I'll give it a 40.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad I gave the last one a 25. I bet you are. I mean, I wish I gave it even lower. Me I would too. give this a 25, maybe. Because, I mean, yes, I was ranting and raving. But it's it's because it's terrible, terrible shit. There's some good stuff hiding in there. Like the Lori stuff. I, 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 I don't know what it was. I was just waiting to see Laurie happy.
1: I'm happy to see a happy Laurie, but that's not the Laurie you gave me in the last two movies. You made that decision. It makes
0: zero sense that Laurie would be happy Laurie at the beginning of this movie. (laughs) Does it
1: make any sense?
0: Zero sense. So I will give this one a 28. Okay. It's bad and a huge drop off from 2018. Yes. I don't know what it is. Anyway. That is Halloween ends. The Halloween franchise is almost over, but not quite yet. Until we do finish the Halloween franchise, Kelsey, what are we watching next week?
1: Next week is a double feature. The late night double feature feature show. Yeah. Of a movie I've wanted to do for a very long time. Yes,
0: we talked about it in our kids horror recording over on Patreon.
1: So we're finally going to do... Watcher in the Woods.
0: Yeah. Because
1: they made a remake of it, Apparently, which I never saw like with Angelica Houston. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, I need to see this. And yes, guys, I'm reading the book. I'm already almost done. It's a kid's book. Um, I'm already almost done. And yes, I will be doing another book club.
0: Yeah. So our next book club will be on Watcher in the Woods. The biggest problem is good luck finding one that's under $80. Oh,
1: yeah. It's difficult to find, guys.
0: The version we got was a library copy. That was like the last one. So find it however you feel appropriate. To find a copy of this book, so apparently they want to keep it buried. We'll talk about that in a book club over on Patreon.com/podcemetery, where you can always find us on our website, podcemetery.com, and on Twitter at Pod Cemetery. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcatcher of choice and rate and review. A five-star written review is the biggest help you can give us there. But even bigger than that, sharing us with your friends, and even bigger than that is listening in the G D first place. Thank you all very, very much. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris.
1: I've been Kelsey.
0: And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
1: I just get so excited about all that boogeyman bullshit. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: nine Ooh. right
0: after no before shit hold on just burn it to
1: the ground because he had said earlier I'll do
0: anything for you
1: i'll burn it to the ground he said something about maybe yeah, we should uh, just burn it to the ground she's like i'll burn it to the ground and he goes i'll light
0: the match